With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. My name is Matthew, and thank you for being here for another episode of Beyond the Lines. It's the show where we get an opposition supporters' view when it comes to previewing Newcastle's next game. And this Saturday at 3 o'clock, it's the Ivan Tony Derby, ladies and gentlemen, as Newcastle take on Brentford at St. James's Park. And to help me preview this one, I'm joined by a very special guest. He's fresh off the plane from San Marino. He is a massive Brentford fan. He is a contributor to the besotted Brentford Pride of West London podcast. It's Billy, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Very excited to be on here. So, which is all good, and uh, very excited to get get myself ready. I've actually been packing my suitcase already. <laughs> Thursday night, the suitcase is on the bed, and I'm putting all the stuff in. Big long weekender in Newcastle. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Leaving on Monday afternoon. Got my daughter coming. Got my son coming. Got my wife coming. We're all coming up to Newcastle, mate. West London. Well, I don't live in West London, but West London is going to be deserted, <laughs> you know, as we're coming up to your joint for the weekend to have a bit of fun. West London on tour. That's right. Class. That's Class. right. Yeah. So it, you, you, we were talking before this uh, when we were setting this up, and you said you went to the San Marino game. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I was in the San Marino. I went to San Marino. I go to I go to a lot of England games, and yeah. uh, but to be fair, I hadn't been to. I tell you what, it's a weird one because I hadn't been, I haven't been away for like, like most of us. Lot, I haven't been anywhere for yeah. sitting in your house for two years, like you know. And you start getting a bit of cabin fever. And uh, England played Andorra last last month, and I just couldn't get my head around. I mean, I've been to fifteen tournaments of England, so I go everywhere with them. But I just just couldn't get my head around going to Andorra. I really couldn't, even <laughs> though it was on a Saturday. I could have got a ticket easily. But I just couldn't because I just thought, you know, jabs or certificates yeah. and oh, tests. So I just left it. I actually went to Dulwich Hamlet because I quite like watching Dulwich Hamlet, which is a, a non-league team down here, which actually gets a big, big quite big support. We get about three and a half, three and a half thousand fans in the last two games that they got. And they're in the like the, you know, conference south, you know. So um, I went to see them and that was fine. But then it came to uh, November and it was also my birthday weekend. And I thought, tell you what, I've got, I've got to do it. 
So I booked the ticket. I've got the plane tickets, everything like that. But then I had to go through the full malarkey of like the tests and the COVID certificate and the locator forms. And anyone who's been out here who's been through the, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it literally was like, it's like Greek. Because <laughs> yeah, if you've never yeah. done it before, you, you don't know what you have to do and where you have to do it and where you have to show it. And also the interesting thing is if you go to Italy, because I know a lot of people are moaning about sort of civil liberties here and should mask on, mask off. Italy is literally like mask on. You know, if Mas- you sit in a restaurant, you know, zero, um, it's, it's COVID, COVID, COVID certificate. If you haven't got one, you can't eat out, you can't drink out. And it's wow. like it is actually really clear. So you kind of know what the rules are when you're there. And, yeah. um, it, you know, it's, 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 but I had a good laugh, you know, I had a good laugh at San Marino and I actually did hang out with a, a lot of Newcastle fans actually in the bounty bar yeah. before the game as well. You like, might have you know. seen, uh, you know, a few people who've been on this podcast before, like the likes of Tom, uh, who's a part of the supporters trust. Yeah. There a lot of them like to follow England away, but at least you, you've went through all that. You've got to see 10 goals at least. I, don't, I didn't quite get to see 10 goals, but you know, we oh. won't go into that. All right. I saw most of the goals, but let's just say it was a, it was a flowing game. There's a lots of chatting going on and there's a, yes. yeah, there's a, there's a few characters there as well, which like I said, <laughs> I'll go into a little bit later, but yeah, got back, that's right. Basher. I, go, I met Basher and his crew. I don't know if you know them. They drink at a right. bar called, is it the Star Bar? Is it the Star? I yeah, the Star Inn, maybe. Yeah, That's yeah. right, the Star Inn. Like, you know, so they said, you know, pop into the Star Inn if you want to have a beer with us before before Class. the match tomorrow. So I might just pop into the Star Inn on Saturday. Well, that's what's, what it's all about, mate. But like, we're here to uh, obviously talk about the big game on Saturday. Um, but before we get into it, let's talk about Brentford. That's why you're here. We're going to talk about Brentford. They're finally a Premier League club, mate. Has it sank in yet? Is, 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 is reality hit yet? Are you still on, on cloud nine? How, how's, how are you feeling? It's, it's a bit, it's a bit strange still. Um, it's, it's obviously sunk in because we played a few games and we're getting a bit of a beating in a few of those. So that's Premier League life for you. But, you know, you have to remember that, you know, I've been supporting them for 40 odd years. I've been home and away with Brentford for 40 odd years and I've seen them play everywhere. You know, Accrington, Stanley, Grimsby, you know, Scunthorpe, you know, Wrexham, you know, all these places which I've loved going to. Even Stockport, everyone's going on about that Stockport game the other, the other night, which I was gutted because I was, I think I was traveling back. So I didn't, I didn't, I was out. I don't know what I was, I didn't see was the, the game. Cup, and everyone's going, game. what a fantastic FA Cup game yeah. that was. And it just harked my mind back to thinking, God, how many times have we beat the Stockport? How many times do we used to go and stay in Breadbury Hall, like, you know, before the Stockport game? It just became those things that you did just did as a sort of lower league fan to just have a, a right good laugh and a right good sort of kind of day out or a weekender. And I loved going to those games, but, you know, I never really did think that we're going to get Premier League. You know, Premier League means, you know, you're playing Man United and Liverpool and, you know, Everton and all these teams, Newcastle as well, you know, but you never really think that when you're playing Scunthorpe and, and all teams yeah. like that. So, you know, even when Matthew Benham came in, who's our owner, and he flipped things up, to be fair to him, he just changed the ethos of the club. He got rid of people who weren't, you know, his way of thinking. He got his style in. He wanted to get professional people in, players who just thought one particular way and who were very professional in their way out. Because beforehand, we were, you know, old school Brentford is like, right, mate, let's go out, have a few beers afterwards. <laughs> and, you know, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. But he wanted to... He really wanted to professionalise the way that the club operated in every way. And I think what is very important, because I know a lot of fans, you know, they want their clubs to be doing really well. But what I did realise is that, you know, he took us over pretty much just when we come out of the bottom division. We got promoted from division, in effect, division four. 
mm-hmm. 2009, we got promoted out there. He's put a little bit of money in, a million pound a year. And he said, like, you know, after five years, if you, you know, if you, if, you know, because you're in trouble with the buckets outside, you know, after five years, you sort yourself out, pay us back the five million, interest yeah. free, no problem, I'll go away. You know, he'd invested 20 million after two years and we went, ah, do you want to buy the club? You know, so we let him buy the club. So uh, when that happened, he changed everything. It's almost like what Rafa did when he came to you. And all of a sudden he kind of like, it's no point coming in and just doing a little bit of work here and get moving a few players left and right and bringing players made it, in. Made it, you've got, yeah. You've got to do it from top to bottom. And obviously he couldn't do it right at the top, was actually was still at the top, but he managed to sort yeah. of clean it up. It was everything he was in charge of, everything he was in that, charge of, he was just meticulous. Right. Meticulous that's, is the word I always like to use, that, yeah. That's right. And, and Benham was like that. So he sorted out the ethos, we're going to play great football. We're going to have people who are into, you know, what I'm believing to. I'm going to use my statistical modelling to help define players. Yeah. We're going to, you know, have them to have good diets. We're going to only, you know, have a no dickheads policy. So all the players that we sign are going to be really, you know, you yeah. know, really on the ball and really into it, you know. But it took him years to try and get that into, into the system, you know. And Dean Smith had to come in and sort the dressing room politics out, you know, get rid of a few players who are kind of like, you know, a bit old school, look, this is what football's all yeah, about. Yeah, you know? yeah. Got rid of a few managers, you know, not going to mention their names, but I think you probably know who they are as well, who's a bit old school, like, you know, you know, what's this all about? You know, we want to do things our way. So it it's took dynasty. us a long time to get to where we are now. And um, and to be fair, like, you know, you could see it slowly. We just started getting better and better in the championship. We're getting better and better. And we are always rising up, but you still never think you're going to get to the you're Premier League. That. and. You know, when we got there and we, we lost a f- 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 full of, I can't say it, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so West London rivals, it's like, you know, it's like you saying, s- s- I can't say yeah. it, you know. So the Markham's. <laughs> yeah, we lost a f- in, the, in, the, in, the, in the playoff final. That was a bit of a gutter because mm. obviously losing to your big um, rivals and, you know, a lot of people, Beast fans probably thought, tell you what, maybe that's our chance gone. You know, we had a great side, Ollie yeah. Watkins, Ben, ben Rama, you know, and Bumo. And we didn't do it, so we knew the side's going to be broken up. We thought maybe we've missed our chance. But the fair play to our director of football, who is actually a Newcastle fan, and he's going to be there tomorrow. He's, he's, he's travelling up. He's going to meet his brother, Michael, as well, who's, who actually listens to your podcast every single week as well. Michael oh, there Giles. you go. Yeah, Thanks very much, go. Michael big, Giles. Yeah, big, big Newcastle fan. You know, he's okay. going to probably meet us for a drink beforehand. You Brilliant. know, Phil Giles is our, is our director of football, big Newcastle fan. So he knows everything about you. So he's already done He's already done the research himself, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying, you know? You well, know, there's not so, much to um, research at this moment in time other than well, the fact we're pretty well, rubbish. Think, yeah, so, you know, so that's so that's that's, that's the score. So, you know, I said, I'm, listen, looking forward to it. And, you know, like I said to you, big, big, big game for us, big game for you. And, um, you know, we'll have to see how it goes because, you know, you obviously new change of manager. For yeah. us, we've lost four games on the, on the, on the bounce after yeah. having a really great start. Um, we've got a lot of injuries, but, you know, I'm sitting here, um, you know, paying all due respect to you and to Norwich and to Burnley. And I'm not yeah. trying to blame injuries on everything because I think it's very unfair on the opposition team. When you do that, you know, when we play some teams and we play them off the park sometimes and then they come back and they make excuses. Oh, yeah, this person was out or, you know, we had an off day or the was that, mm-hmm. or as Arsenal did, oh, the crowd was too loud. We, we played <laughs> behind closed doors before and all of a sudden their crowd was singing and it's like, what are you talking about? Bullshit. Like, you know, so I think it's, it's a bit unfair to try to do that. So for us, we have got injuries, but we're going to just see how it how it pans yeah, out. That's all we can do, can't we, when you... 
when you're yeah. obviously either on a bad run of form like you are. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We're hoping, you know, Mr. Howe's going to have the, the effect that we hope he will have. But um, before we get onto that, I mean, you've talked about um, the, the owner and the effect he had, your directors of football. Obviously, you, it's been publicised well that he's adopted that sort of uh, money ball uh, strategy, you know, like from, you know, what the what the, um, yeah. the Oakland days Baseball. did. Uh, yeah, from, from the so from the finding those those little gems that you can get the best out of without paying too much money. But one big guy who's had a massive effect is is Mr. Thomas Frank. Now, uh, what's what's your opinion on him? Because from the outside looking in, I feel like he's one of those managers that I, when he's at your club, um, you know, I, I was quite envious of him when I had Mr. when I had Steve Bruce at mind. I look at him, the passion, the the forward thinking. You know, he's very pragmatic. He's also very meticulous in his approach. Seems to just know the game, love the game, and he's really bought into Brentford. Um, what's what's your opinion on Thomas Frank? Uh, he's an absolutely top top bloke you know he's a for me it's about people first and we're in a people game we're in a football game and you know and also Brentford's a small club so you've got to like the people we're you know we're not hiding we're not pretending we're Man United or Man City we're not like that at all we're a small club and somebody's got to come in and fit into our club mentality you know we can't there's certain people that just couldn't come down to Brentford and it'd be a bit like you don't quite fit in there like you know I'm saying but he is coming and he fit and to be fair as well to our owner he he knew that Dean Smith, and again, it's not a disrespect on Dean Smith, but he did a great job with Brentford sorting us out and doing lots of things with us. And and I think that Brentford realised that Dean Smith probably needed a little bit of help just tactically to to do some bits and pieces. So what he did is that he uh, he asked Dean after his, he was in, in charge for a couple of years, I think, or a year and a half, said, look, you know, do you mind if we also bring in somebody else to your coaching team to work beneath you, to work as one of your assistants? You already had Richard O'Kelly there. Dean Smith said, yeah, it's cool, because Dean Smith's like that. He's a nice guy yeah. and he's really humble. You know, other managers wouldn't have done that. So he said, I've got this guy, Thomas Frank. And so he bought in Thomas Frank, the owner bought in Thomas Frank to work underneath Dean Smith. But what Thomas did is that he came over here and he learned the language, he learned the jokes, he learned, you know, the ethos, he learned about English football, he learned what we like, he learned about going down the pub, he learned everything about English football in two years so that when Dean Smith decided to leave eventually, he could slot right in without actually sort of kind of being parachuted in yeah. from Europe. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, this has all gone horribly wrong. So for me, I've got a lot of respect for him doing that because him, you know, he was coach at Bronby. He, you know, some big coaching jobs in, in Denmark. And to come in as somebody else's assistant, you know, you've got to be quite a humble person to do that. Yeah. I think he realises how much of a benefit it was. And for me, you know, when somebody comes up to, listen, you know, Brissot and Pride of West London podcast, definitely check us out, Pride of, of West. Dot, Dot London, and we've got actually, you know, one of your Newcastle fans on there as well. Actually, from I know it's from a a, a sister podcast to you, True. Oh yes, True Faith. Yes, yes. True no, Faith. We're, we're, on... we're good friends with them. Good friends. Yeah, they're on our podcast this week as well. But you know, great. I mean, I, we love doing our pod, and like I said to you, we like the relationship we've got with our owner, our directors. We talk to them all the time. You know, what's that? Whatever. You know, we said to Tom, Thomas Frank came up to us after came up to me and said, look. I want to go on your podcast. I was a bit like, whoa. Amazing. And I said, look, well, you can come on, but the only way we do it is we do it every week down the pub. So you're only going to come off down the pub. I'm not going to come down the training room with the microphone because that's not our style. You know, that's reporter style and it's a bit stayed for us. You yeah. have a little bit of a laugh of us, sit down, have a chat. He goes, you're right then. Next week, he's come down the pub a couple of weeks wow. later, three hours telling us the full stories, everything like that. It's brilliant. And same oh, thing I'll with I'll... Bill Giles, who's the director of football as well. Him and Rasmus. Like only three, three or four months ago, came down the pub. You check out Pride of West London. Sat down there. We called up sixty people. Didn't tell them we were coming. Turned up down the pub. Sat down the pub all night, three or four hours, just telling us about stories, transfers, what's going on. 
that's the kind of club that we are. It's really nice to kind of have that real kind of sort of kind of still family-ish type vibe. And a lot of people yeah. say is when you go to Premier League, it's not going to last. It's not going to happen. But it still has happened. And that's what's quite nice about Brentford. And that's very important to us. So, you know, talking about the players, you know, and the, and the style and how they've got that, um, they have maintained that you call it the money ball style. You know, we don't like calling it that because I think they think it's a little bit lazy, but I think it's very easy because it was yeah. a film. And um, it, it's, it, 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 it has got us to where we are because we ain't got a lot of money. We haven't got a lot of money. But the, the thing that what I realised about the club, which was really clever, is when they announced that they were going to do it first of all, and then we bought Andre Gray for 500 grand, and then in the first season in the in the championship, he scored 18 goals and basically got us to the playoff semi-final. Yeah. And uh, and and he just come from non-league Luton to the, to, the, to 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 championship, and everyone laughed at us, going, "Oh, you know, look at Brentford. They've got they haven't got any strikers. They haven't got any players who've played in this division." And Brentford were like, "Don't worry about it. It's cool." He scored 18 goals. It was brilliant. We were we we that year, obviously, everyone came in for him. Going to sell him. As fans, we were really nervous, really nervous. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 you can't sell him. You can't sell him. The club said, don't worry. We'll get a lot of money for him and then we buy someone better. You don't believe him because as fans, you know what it's like. Yeah, the following season, they had Scott Hogan. Scott Hogan came in as well. He scored, I don't know, 30 goals in about two games or something like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Aston Villa came in, sold him again. Oh, no, all the fans every time. No, you can't sell the player because as a fan, you want to keep the players the whole time. Eventually, like, you know, it's like Vive, then Malpay. Then yeah. only, and then eventually, kind of, when it came to like you know getting rid of Ollie Watkins, and they're like, "I'm going to sell him." Fans were like, "Okay, trust you. Cool, we're going to get well, someone else better." Ooh, I was, I was going to eject there, yeah, because you, you were just about to take the words out of my mouth, and it's my next point. Obviously, I was going to say I followed you um, obviously closely since we since we went down with Rafa Benitez. Obviously, we played you twice. <laughs> he's, he's a good side then. Um, obviously, with Scott Hogan, I think we narrowly. Uh, beat you at your place and we won 3-1 at our place Scott Hogan scored a goal but I followed Brentford after that and obviously you got rid of Hogan and then you've got Banrama and then you've got Ollie Watkins and you lose out against Fulham sorry I said the word but um, <laughs> you lose them too and I thought well I don't know how they're going to replace that and then they bring in Mr Ivan Tony, and I know he went, he's came from Newcastle via Peterborough to you guys and he made his name at Peterborough but I mean, like you said, you've, you've trusted the process and, and what have you made of Ivan Tony? Because he seems to be, you know, the full package. Maybe, you know, he's finding his feet in the Premier League right now, but he's got quick, he's got pace. He's very strong. He's a good finisher. He's smart. Um, you know, what have you, what have you made of Ivan Tony? Tell you what, he's a brilliant player. He's so focused. And what was really interesting, meeting the Newcastle lads that I, that I met in, in, in San Marino, mm-hmm. it wasn't me that said it. I was just sitting there, just kind of in my bed. And they said to me, tell you what, do you think Ivan Tony should be playing for England? You know what I'm saying? And I went, yeah, mm. yeah. I went, probably, probably not now, just yeah, because not now. I want him to concentrate on scoring for Brentford. And they went, well, we do. And I was like, <laughs> no, they're going like, you know, they said, we do. And, you, you know, we think that maybe, you know, he should be playing in, in place of Tammy Abraham. And I was thinking, well, you know, look, I'm not be funny, but Tammy, to be fair, he's like, you know, he's done the hard work and he's kind of got there. Yeah. But in my head, I was thinking, tell you what, I'd love to see um, Ivan Tony play against San Marino. Right, just bring him in at a game like that. You've got nothing to lose because the geezer mm-hmm. is unbelievable. You could see exactly what he's like. And if he's one for the future, that would be a great game for him to come in. The thing about Ivan Tony is there's, there's a few things. Is he's very, very confident in himself, right? He just thinks, I am the best thing. I am brilliant, you know? So he's got this kind of confidence verging on... You were saying arrogance. arrogance but I think it's, yeah. yeah, but it's more confidence than arrogant, you know what I'm saying? 
the best, the best the players things. in the world have that. Though. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying Ivan Tony's one of the best players in the world, but you you do see the most the more successful players have that self-assured attitude where they believe they can go on to any game and score, especially strikers. You know, yeah, go yeah, and score goals. yeah, definitely. And uh, but also the other thing is that. He's got a work ethic, which is on another level. So everyone goes on, like, say, for example, in the Premier League, they say, oh, he hasn't scored that many goals. But if you watch what he does on the pitch, he is, you know, winning every single header. He's out on the wing. He's dropped back deep. He's helping in defence. He is literally all over the place. And part of the reason why I think that he's not scoring as many goals is because he's not like, he's not in the box, basically getting the balls and doing what he has to do because he's doing so much hard work for everybody else. And that's why we think, you know, maybe at the moment now we are missing one or two players, especially for our injuries, which Tyvan Tony has, has to come back in and try to compensate. And at the end of the day, he's just thinking, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do a bit of hard work, but I'll I'll lay the ball off for Mbume, who will hit the post again, because I think he's hit the post <laughs> about eight times this season already. You know what I'm saying? No, but Brian's a great player, you know what I'm saying? So Ivan's like, OK, well, if I can lay it off for Brian, if I can lay it off for, you know, for Godos, whoever like that, that's what I'm going to do. So I like the attitude of Ivan Tony, but I think when he gets back into the flow like he did for last season, players get back in. So whether or not it's going to be Josh De Silva, who played very well against you in the in the cup game as yeah. well, he got player of the match as well. Great yeah. player, but he's been out for I don't know, near, well, nearly a year. Okay, so it's a real shame. Players like him, but when they start coming back into the frame, I think we've got um uh, you know we've got a few players coming back as well. Maybe after the international break, you may see a difference in Ivan Tony. And the way that he plays. So uh, he's mm-hmm. honestly, he's a great player. He's a great professional. And uh, maybe next time we play San Marino, we might see him play yeah, very good. Fingers crossed. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to bag a goal against Newcastle at the weekend. That's just what we do. We like to uh, make the obvious scripts, you know, have the past players score against us. But before we, we go into predictions for Saturday's game, Billy, uh, I like to do a little bit of word association just before we go into it. Um, so I'm going to say four or five words, one word at a time. I want, I want you to say, tell me the Brentford player that pops into your head, Karen Brentford player, that pops into your head when I say them, all right? Okay. Passion. Oh, passion. It's got to be... I'd say, I mean, passion, I'd say, is Ivan Tony. There you go. What about Pierce? Oh, it's got to be Rico Henry. Is he, is he the nice. is he fullback? Is he fullback? Yeah, he plays... Uh, Rico Henry is um, arguably the, the best... Uh, fullback, best left back in the championship last season. Right. Great player. He, you know, he had a lot of injuries. He came out of Dean Smith's Warsaw. He's been for us for a while. He played for the. He was going to play for the England under twenty team. That I think that won the World Cup that time, but he got injured, which is a real I shame. See. And there's an argument to say that you know he could or should be playing for England at the moment. But then I am <laughs> a bit biased. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time we play San Marino again. Eh? That's right. <laughs> um, liability. Oh, this is so unfair. This is so unfair because. Uh, Okay, right. This is so unfair, but what I will say is that we've got a new goalkeeper coming in now. Um, because um, Raya, who's who's an unbelievable goalkeeper, and he's almost like a midfielder. For yeah, us. yeah. And so, yeah, so he's one of these goalkeepers who gets the ball, dummies a <laughs> dummies a striker, puts a ball for his legs, does a double twist, and then a thirty yard <laughs> pass to one of our players, put the ball in the back of the net. So he's out for five months, unfortunately. So we've got a new goalkeeper in who's Fernandez, who I believe is going to be really good. But he's not been in for long enough. So he made a few mistakes against uh, Burnley and a few other mistakes. So if you say liability, I will say him. But I would say not forever. I'll just say at the moment, Tony, because he's... I'm trying to be kind to him, aren't I? Because he's yeah. he's, he's just... He's finding his feet. Um, what about Tricky? 
who's tricky. Oh, I say who's a bit of a trickster. Um, I think who could be a bit of a trickster could be. Uh, I would say. Uh, tell you what, Sergi Canos can be a bit of a trickster mm. at some time. Now, Sergi Canos is our left back, who um, because we didn't have a right back, he's now our sort of right wing back. Like, you know, so what he's doing is he's playing as a wing back, as a winger. So what he can do is that he can actually kind of, you know, maybe sort of kind of, you know, he's he's defending, but he's coming forward. And so maybe a lot of people don't, you know, they see him as a defender, but he's actually a winger. So that's why I think his tricks might come out and confuse a few people. Two more. Essential? Essential? Um, the... This is again. This is listen. These are all really, really difficult. The, the essential <laughs> players to me are there's three of them, and I'm going to, have to pick one of them. But our three centre backs, I think, are super essential. Which is um, is Ethan Pinnock, brilliant player. He was playing non-league. He's playing for Dulwich Hamlet probably about four seasons ago in the non-league. You know, in the Conference South. You know, and he's now playing Premier League. Brilliant player. And then you've got Ayer as well, who we signed a record signing from Celtic. Uh, for thirty million pounds, he's like a Rolls. We were, we were actually apparently in for him as well. Apparently, yeah, apparently, he's, he's, apparently. Yeah, of course, apparently, yeah. So he was yeah. a great player, you know. And we got Pontus Jensen as well, who is our, you know, the captain, you know, the the the, the solid rock at the back. And those three players, I think they're really, really essential because our defense was on fire. Ayers out though, so you could say essential, but he's not playing. So the essentialness of him, I think he's really essential, but he's not there. Pontus Jensen, again, I really like Pontus as a great player to be in there. But I think that Ethan Pinnock has become much more, much more, um, he's so become so reliable now. And I think that he's an essential player in our side. He's a great defender. Pontus Janssen's ex-Leeds, isn't it? Yeah. The, the he is ex-Leeds. Ex I also, I also yeah, liked him yeah. when he was at Leeds. I thought he was a good player. Um, last yeah. one, you won't like this. Leeds, Leeds like... will bring more though, don't forget. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I was well. Um, <laughs> Uh, you didn't like you didn't like liability, so I guess you're not gonna have an answer for rubbish. Oh, uh, well. Oh, you uh, do, don't you? You do have an answer for rubbish. You're playing all the nice. I can see in your eyes there's someone you're thinking of. Uh, uh, well, the thing is, uh, who's really? <laughs> this is really. Uh, listen, you didn't pre-prep me for these answers. As I know. Well, well, that's so, better if I don't. It's better if I yeah, don't. Yeah, it is. So I'm sitting down there and I'm thinking because. Go, tell you something because it's it's really unfair because like I said to you we've got, because we've got the injuries we've got more and more players coming into our side and I think that we've got we have got some really we've got some really good players and uh, let let me okay let me say I wouldn't say he's rubbish but yeah. I'm just looking at players who are not say sure. Because it even good, I, mean, I think good's all right. Even though he 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 needs you know he needs a bit of work done on him. So I don't think it's fair to say that he's rubbish at all. Yeah. Play good. He's got to probably play on Saturday as well. But I think you know maybe somebody like Jean Vieira, who I don't think he's rubbish, but he didn't come out to be as good as what we thought he was. So maybe I'm going to say Jean Vieira is probably not as good as yeah. we would have liked him to be. How's that being diplomatic? Yeah, that's fine. I'm sorry, Mr. Jean Vier, you had it here first. Billy said you're rubbish, <laughs> mate. I'm already joking. I know I appreciate it's a load of questions, especially to guys like you who've got a team who, you know, you pretty much, you love them all because they all try the, try the hardest. So I know it's a loaded question, but um, we've, we've run out of time, Billy. So we'll, 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 the last thing we'll talk about is prediction for Saturday's game. Uh, we're going into it, like you've just said, four, you guys on the, on the back of, of four losses. Uh, we're on the back of, I'd say, steadying the ship a little bit, getting two points, 
uh, out of our last three games, but away at Brighton and away at Palace, um, coming from a goal down each time. Uh, we have got the new manager in, though, and we're hoping that, you know, the, 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 the work that he's put on the training pitch is probably in the last two weeks is probably more than he's had uh, the players have had since the start of the season under Mr. Bruce. So hopefully we'll see an effect there. But coming coming away, St. James's Park, we haven't won yet. Confident? I know you've got injuries. What do you think? Nah, to tell you something, this is a hard game for us. You've got 50,000 fans. Your fans are absolutely potty for it. I mean, I speak to them and they're so excited about this game. So we're going to have to deal with 50,000 fans going absolutely mad. We've got Eddie Howe, who I've got an enormous amount of respect for. I think as a manager, he's a great manager. I like his style of football. I like his style, his demeanour. I just like everything about Eddie Howe. And, you know, even when he bought a player of us, you know, as well, Chris Meppham, who'd only played 30 games for us, he gave us 12 or 15 million pounds for him. He just come out, he'd come out of the youth team. And we were like, okay, thank you very much, Eddie. There you go. You know, <laughs> but, you know, but the way that he did it, no one had any kind of like bad blood about it at all because he's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, he's just a respectful bloke. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, we haven't got a problem with that. To be quite honest with you, we were probably a little bit upset that he decided to join you last week. We would have rather he joined you next week, like, you yeah. know, but we can't do anything about that. Um, you know, and so, I mean, talking about, so talking about Eddie Howe, talking about, you know, um, Newcastle, 3,000 Brentford fans coming down. We are really looking forward to coming down there as well. You know, Newcastle fans have just showed us the utmost respect and manners every single time that we've played you. We've been up there. And honestly, I've got absolutely no problem. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. My mates are looking forward to it. So putting that into it, we're going to be noisy. You're going to be noisy. We have got injuries, but at least we've had the two-week international break and hopefully we'll be able to fix a few things. I'm going to put my neck out and I'm going to actually go for a 2-1 Brentford win. I'm going to go for that one, which is a bit oh, I've come on a rival podcast, but to nah, be fair, fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, got to, I've got to go for the Bs because... I'm thinking we need to get out of this four-game losing yeah. rut. And uh, Norwich game, we fluffed it a little bit, you know. And, <laughs> and you know, for some reason, we got their manager sacked by, by allowing them to beat us. I can't <laughs> quite understand that. You know, and you don't want that to happen to your new manager, so you better let us win, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, I'd probably, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with everything you, you said there. Um, you're going to have a great time up here um you've been be here before and uh, I, i'm sure you're looking forward to it one thing i will say as well uh, just from a personal standpoint obviously i'm a season ticket holder uh, my girlfriend uh, booked us a weekend away in edinburgh in january and it falls this weekend um oh. so i'm having to go um Loyal. laura i love you. laura i love you but i wish you could have just been able to uh, predict newcastle's uh, fixtures for the, the next season oh, no. um so that's i'm, I'm red, good that's I'm, a red that's a red card that I is know. mate well, yeah. she's that she's that nice. I'll, I'll probably just give her a yellow, but um, I, you know, I, I'll be there in spirit. Um, my, my father will be there with my best mate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing if there's any changes on the pitch, and hopefully, fingers crossed, there is. And it's going to be probably the most anticipated lineup announcement in well, in years. Since last I would week. say, <laughs> yeah, well, it's the San Marino game. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, we'll see what happens. But if there is a, a positive effect, I'd like to. There's no way we're going to keep a clean sheet. I, I personally don't think there's no chance we'll keep a clean sheet. Eddie Howe is not a miracle worker, especially over two weeks with that defence. Um, so I would say if I think we're going to win, I think it's going to be 2-1. Um, Newcastle, that's my optimistic uh, prediction. However, there's a part I mean, I think that might be a, a 2-2 in there or a 2-2 score, score draw. Um, but I pray that we can get the first three points. But either way, like you've just said, um, hope you have a great weekend. Um, I'll be up in Edinburgh 
um, trying to ignore the score until full time because I don't want to ruin the weekend. Um, so <laughs> anyway, Billy, I just want to say a massive thank you to Peter coming on. If you, you guys haven't checked it out, the Besotted Brentford Pride of West London podcast. I'll be checking it out myself because I didn't realise that you got Thomas Frank in for a podcast one time. So that sounds absolutely amazing. Um, best of luck for, for the rest of the season. Best of luck on Saturday. Just, you know, not too good a look. Um, and yeah, have a great weekend, Billy. And all, all the best to all the travelling Brentford fans. No, no, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on. And listen, I won't catch up with you now, but when you come down to Brentford, all Newcastle fans, listen, all the pubs are open. There's no bounces on the door, none of that Lovely. nonsense. Just like Newcastle, you can come anywhere you want to. You'll be very, very welcome. As long as you've got manners, as we say, come down, have a drink with us. Go down there, go away with zero points, but you'll still have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the last time we played down there, Danny, uh, Danny, Daryl, Daryl, War Daryl Murphy scored the winner. Oh, it was a lovely, right. lovely time, but it was a tight yeah. game. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely take it on that offer, Billy. And I'm sure yeah. plenty of people listening will do as well. But to the guys listening, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your support so far this season. Uh, do all the stuff, like it, share it, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you very much. All the best. And we'll see you on Saturday. Okay, thank you. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.